the second pick in the 2017 NFL Draft, the Chicago Bears select Mitchell Trubisky, quarterback, North Carolina. Hello. It's going it's to be a perfect fit. I'm very happy to be here in Chicago. Yeah, I really enjoy the coaching staff and my time with them, and I just can't wait to get to work. Bears Hour Live with host Lauren Cox and the draft doc Phil Atoshin. Hello and welcome to Bears Hour Live. It's draft day two and we are on the air Friday night. Phil, the draft's still going on. The Bears traded down from 36, stayed at 45 and picked Adam Shaheen, perhaps Shaheen, I'm not 100% sure on the pronunciation there, Division II tight end out of Ashland. Not a guy that there's a lot of tape out there on, not a guy that a lot of draft analysts know a ton about, but he's a Chicago Bear, and I know we don't, we haven't watched a ton of Ashland tape, but we're going to do our best to talk Bears fans here through the newest member of the Chicago Bears, and also maybe take some calls and reflect back a little bit on Mitch Trubisky here. Phil, Instant reaction when the bear after the Bears traded down to the forty fifth pick, the Bears are sitting on the clock. There, they're on the clock. A- Adam Ashland is the pick. What's 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 the first thing that comes to your mind? Uh, Sheehan. Sheehan. You know, really, yeah. Sheehan really surprised me. To be honest, I really was expecting a defensive player there at that spot, but really, I was curious to see how this GM was going to handle that situation. Because of what he did up top, let's not forget, he traded back Lauren at the top, accumulated those picks, replacing the picks that all the fans and and the national media, I guess, more so than the local media there in Chicago. I'm in Connecticut, folks. It was a crap on pace day. The Bears got fleeced. My phone blew up all day and and living around ESPN. (laughs) You could feel the undertones, not of just the layoffs, but clearly there's motivation to destroy Ryan Pace. But he went up and got his man, trades back, replenishes those picks. Now you got another fourth round next year, too. And now you're looking at them building around their quarterback, Lauren. Something I know somebody on Twitter, I think Cloudy, mentioned exactly what I was thinking in my head. Something that failed to happen in past administrations building around the quarterback this guy i know daniel jeremiah has been talking about this guy on his podcast and he's been talking about him on the show uh and nfl network path to the draft show this football player that he compared him to actually played for my uncle who coached the liberty flames out there and eric green who was a huge tight end. You look at the size of this young man at 6'6", 278 pounds, 9 and a 5 eighths hands, put up 24 reps, ran a 4.79.40. He shows the athleticism that you want on tape. One of the things as a coach that I would do, Lauren, assessing players would throw a basketball out on the, on the football field, bring them into the basketball court, and see – what kind of athletes they are because of the hand-eye coordination skills that you need. This kid shows tremendous ability on the basketball court, was a scholarship, albeit Division II basketball player, who transferred his skills over to the offensive side. Lauren, I know you got some statistics on the football player, but you look at his footwork and quickness and his ability to take it the distance, you know, uh, there's several Division twos out here in Connecticut, uh, Southern Connecticut State Universities had numerous professional football players from their program, as well as coaches, as well as Central Connecticut State University from the Division two ranks. It's not unheard of. This kid clearly, clearly blows up the tape when you watch it. So. I'm just excited about the fact that you're getting two now big-time tight ends. It puts everybody on notice, Lauren, and the Chicago Bears are really focusing on what we thought they would be, and that's offense, let's face it. Yeah, you know, I'm looking forward to when we have Emery Hunt back on after the draft because I bet if there's one person who's an expert on Adam Shaheen, it's 
it's that guy who knows <laughs> Division Two and uh, and a lot of the smaller programs. But yeah, like you said, going through the, his profile here for, or I guess his his background for those who aren't familiar, Adam Shaheen was apparently a 190 pound wide receiver in high school and went and took a basketball scholarship in Pittsburgh for his first year in school. And then eventually he decided that he missed football and transferred after one year of basketball, talked with a lot of D2 schools, and went to Ashland and started playing tight end. Apparently he's he gained 75 pounds in, in college, and he's up to, I think he measured in at like 278 pounds in his pro day. He's 6'6", six six, ran a 4.8 ran a 40-yard dash and a 4.38 short shuttle at the combine. Really... An impressive movement skills for a guy his size. He's got good hands. He's a he's because of his size. He's got some strength to be a blocker. Although I've I've seen that he can he can use a little bit of improvement there. He's more of a a physical freak that can catch the ball and and you're gonna have to refine him and and give him time to grow at this position in the NFL. But two three years down the line, he's got that potential to be a number one tight end, especially with a guy like Zach Miller that's on the wrong side of thirty. I think he might be thirty two. I don't have his his age in front of me, and coming off another year on injured reserve, well, he finished a year on injured reserve with a foot injury. You can kind of feel like the writing's on the wall for him. Maybe even a, a, a training camp cut, Phil, a final fifty three cut this year. Zach Miller is sneaking up on that on that position if they if they feel like Shaheen is a guy that can step into a bigger role this year. And obviously, they signed Deion Sims to a good chunk of guaranteed money, so there's. You know, there might be another changing of the guard at the tight end position here a little bit sooner than maybe we would have thought initially with Zach Miller just because of the injury and because you invest a second-round pick in this guy. Expectations are going to be pretty high that he's going to become a starter. And I think it was Zach Zaidman tweeted out something that Ryan Pace is is hoping Trubisky and Shaheen can become his Drew Brees and Jimmy Graham. Talk about setting the bar high, Phil. Listen, you took your quarterback. Let's go back to that. You took your quarterback. Your franchise quarterback, let's just face it, Ryan Pace drew a line in the sand, didn't give two craps about what anybody else thought, kept it a secret, even from the head coach, whether they're going to try to change that story because it doesn't sound right or not. Let's face it. We all know the head coach is very close with uh, Jay Glazer there. He's had a few pops in him. He starts talking. (laughs) Let's keep our personnel decisions close to the vest. We want this quarterback. They felt like someone was going to trade up in front of them. They went up and got him. Now you come back, you trade down, you accumulate more picks, and you decide to take a shot at a big, fast, athletic tight end that can go through the seam and do the things that you want Mike Glennon to have, but as well as that you want to have your young quarterback have, and that's a security blanket that has great hands. And one thing that's very clear on the tape of this football player is that he has great hands and he is ginormous and fast. He just runs over defenders. Now, on the next level, obviously, he's going to meet up with speed players and there's going to be a little pushback from some of the critics out there. But if if you see a guy that's moved all, all over the field on Division Three at 6'6", 280 pounds, that catches the ball as well as he's able to, I think you're looking at not only a possibility, I would, I would say Zach Miller can help this football team by doing what he would be better at, and that's being that move tight end, have these two tight ends be lining up interior, and now you have the stable of movement skills that you like, you also have Daniel Brown, who's a bigger guy that's able to catch the ball. So you might be right. Zach Miller, I believe, despite the injury, can hold some later round value if you're looking to move on from that football player. Maybe you pick up a fifth round pick for him, sixth round pick for him. Maybe no one takes a pick for him. But yeah, I think Zach Miller does be put on notice based on the injury stuff that he has. But this player, this high, I didn't have it because I was thinking – we're going defense here. I think this is a surprise. I actually like the pick because, again, you're building around the quarterback and you're swinging for the fences, Lauren. Yeah, you know, this is one of those picks where I look at I looked at my draft board and I wouldn't call this BPA to me. And maybe it's BPA to Ryan Pace. I, I have a feeling that's what he's going to say. He wouldn't, he wouldn't say it was a reach. I mean, I'm, and I'm not saying it's a reach, but, you know, there were obviously defensive players, a guy like Obi Melifanu. I know you like Chris Wormley. Guys that we probably would have taken if we were general manager here, but 
I am, I am curious to see how this plays out. I don't think this is a a monumental reach by any means. I know some people on Twitter, are, like you said, are pretty quick to jump to the whatever the Bears do are, are bad, and that's not always Bears fans. Sometimes it's it's other people. But I'm, you got to give this guy a chance. It's another one of those wait and see. You're not going to get a good draft grade from ESPN five minutes after the pick because they don't know who the hell Adam Shaheen is. And it's not not that we do per se. I mean, we know we know who he is. We don't. We don't know nearly as much about him as we do the other tight ends in this draft. We had a question on Twitter about Shaheen's blocking. And again, I haven't watched a ton of Adam Shaheen. I saw a little bit of him, and he he can block. I think he's aggressive and he's got the mentality, but sometimes he can get a little bit too ahead of himself there and isn't quite where he needs to be from a balance and a technique standpoint of as far as understanding what the defender's trying to do to him and, and understanding his responsibility on the play. But I think that's something he's going to grow in. And with, with Sims and Miller already on the roster, He's going to be. He's going to have plenty of time to develop and grow, and hopefully, to maybe even a year from now, he's ready to take over as that top tight end and give Mike Glennon and or Mitch Trubisky at that point some kind of weapon over the middle. But we want to hear from you, the Bears fans. I know yesterday when we were on the air, we had a lot of issues with our phone line, and I think we've got it pretty well figured out here. We've got a a couple different backup options here. So if if anyone wants to call in and join the conversation, the phone number, as always, is six zero eight. Four six seven five seven one seven. We'd love to hear any thoughts on Adam Shaheen, or even if you want to go back to the trade to Mitch Trubisky yesterday. I mean, the, the overall moves from Ryan Pace as far as moving up in the second or moving up in the first, moving down in the second. He's got another fourth round pick back. He got a sixth round pick, moved up from that seventh round spot. Still no third round pick, so this might be our last time on the air tonight, unless he uses those fourth round picks to move back up into the third round to get a guy that he likes. But as of now. This will probably be our last time on the air tonight, but if they do make another pick, we'll jump on and we'll break it down live and we'll we'll be here for you. But we do have, it looks like we got a caller coming on here. Let's make sure we have the connection. Caller, can you hear us and can you give us audio? Are we good to go here? Uh, I can hear you. Top of the morning. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Is this, uh, is this Sandy we got on the air? It is, yeah. Awesome. Sandy, what's up? How's What, what, are, you, what are you feeling with the draft? Um, well, yeah, I mean, obviously last night was a little bit, uh, a little bit shocked with the, with the trade. Um, I've, I've come to terms with that today. A lot happier about it. I see that as maybe being a, a obviously a sign for building for the future. Rate. Um, base obviously thinks he's going to be around for a while longer, and maybe it's a, maybe it's a sign that Fox is on his way out for the end of 2017. So I was happy with that today, and just a little bit underwhelmed with uh, with Shaheen on the basis that I just don't know anything about him. And, He's not been on anyone's list or anyone's board. So. Well, 90 ton- 90% of the time, obviously, this stuff kind of happens where you're not looking at everybody's boards because you saw what happened and transpired yesterday, Andy. I'm mean, Sandy. Excuse me. I don't know how I did that. It's my boy right there. <laughs> you look at the boards and at- these players are all over the place. You look at this football player and because other teams might discriminate against the, the smaller school prospect, but you look at past players from Division Two that have come into the NFL and have had success, Scott Mercer, uh, Wayne Krebet, coming in from smaller schools off the top of my head, Lauren could pull them all up, but this position, this football player, you're watching the tape, which I'm doing here right now, and this guy is outrunning safeties and corners with the angles. So clearly, oh, yeah, the Chicago he, Bears. Like are, yeah, he, he's making. They're making an emphasis on doing something to help this football team, and that's called moving the chains by allowing tight ends to take out those safeties. You can now administer those slot receivers and those outside guys, especially when you have you don't have a, a, a real one dynamic football player on the outside. I love Cam Meredith. Think the world of the football player. He can be that. We don't know yet, but you don't have another one. So maybe you got two twos out there. Now you get two athletic guys, because I, I like Deion Sims more than most. I think that what you're asking a tight end to do with Sims, this guy's a better athlete than Sims, and he's six foot six, two hundred eighty five pounds, moving down the center of the football field. That helps uh, Mike Glennon. That helps you win now and then. He's got to improve in his blocking game. There's no doubt. You th- you would hope that a guy at six six, two eighty five, is going to 
be willing to put his face into somebody and drive. I know he did well on the bench, but he's got to do it well on the football field. So I, I'm excited about this pick. They obviously did their homework. You're not taking a Division two kid based on the amount of t- tapes you've watched. You really got to go out there, and I'm sure we're going to find out that they went out there a few times and worked this football player out. There's one thing that really stands out about him on tape, aside from being a basketball player, is his ability to have soft hands. When you see a guy that big that has soft hands, now all of a sudden he can body out players. So think about that inside the red zone where Dow has had so much trouble last year and the Bears really struggled getting down there, not just on play selection, but on spacing. This football player could box people out High point the football, come down with it just based on his enormous size. That, to me, speaks volumes that this football team trying to win now and trying to build around a young quarterback. That's important to me. I talked about it with colleague Shane Marsaw. I talked about it with Lauren Cox. Now they're doing it. Build around the quarterback. Make it work. This football player has a lot, a very, very high ceiling here. He's probably got natural hands as well. He catches making on those uh, on those uh, highlight films are pretty decent. So. Yeah, he he had 16 touchdowns last year and 10 the year before that. So obviously, he, the scoring threat is going to be big for him. I think that's where his main role as a rookie is going to be, especially if Zach Miller's healthy and Deion Sims is healthy, and they they they'll probably dominate most of the you know the the, the most the tw- between the 20 snaps. But as soon as you get in the red zone. I think he's going to be that that specialist. I think fantasy football wise, he's going to be a guy that, that that's a late round kind of snag. I know Phil's Phil's anti fantasy football for the most part. I am too, but that that was the first thing that came to mind when I saw him. Is that man? You put him in the red zone, he's just going to eat touchdowns, and you know you can you can run some of those play actions where he you see the body and you think he's going to be the blocker, and he slips past the linebacker and gets to the corner of the end zone, and Glennon or Trubisky is just going to get used to throwing that up to him and, and putting some points on the board. But Sandy. Would you say two picks into this draft, no third round pick right now? Are you disappointed with what with how how you thought the draft was going to go compared to now? Are you excited? Are you neutral? Kind of a wait and see. Where where are you feeling right now with this with this so far? Um, it's, it's a bit like last year. I mean, I'm initially disappointed with the with the Floyd pick. Everyone was a bit down on that, and then then it came good. I think. Um, I like Pace's eye. I like his eye for talent, and seems to seems to be good at that. And so, so I, th- I think I'm more just uh, excited to see how these how these picks pan out, rather than just a little bit sort of on the back foot and a bit underwhelmed by the by the names. We were looking for guys that email the phone woo and and maybe them coming off at 45, just athletic freaks in the back in the in the backfield. Um, yeah. I think I tweeted to you that is is Vic Fangio locked in a couple somewhere because he he doesn't seem to get a lot of influence so far. But um, <laughs> no, I, I think. Obviously, the guys, the guys have got talent. Trubisky, um, everyone rated him as the fourth QB out of the class. But it seems to be that that, that narrative can be turned on its head. Every, uh, with Kaiser only just coming off now and that, that kind of thing. So um, I'm just excited to see how these guys pan out just a, just a little bit. Uh, it just wasn't what I was expecting. Either of the picks. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely going to be a class that requires patience and uh, thanks a ton, Sandy, for calling in. Well, we're gonna we're gonna let you go here and keep the show moving. But great to get your opinion from from across the pond. Cheers, guys. Cheers, brother. It's always great to hear from Sandy. Hopefully, our listeners can uh, can decipher the accent a little bit there. I I picked it up just fine. I listened. Uh, you know, it's not uh, wasn't wasn't too bad. But it was great to have Sandy on, and hopefully hopefully we'll get him back on in, in the near future too. But Phil, he, he brought up a good point about not 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 much Vic Fangio influence. Early on in this draft, were you expecting more defense up to this point? I mean, they've had opportunities at both spots. It could have been Stallman Thomas in, in the first round, Wormley, Obi Malfanu, you name them in the second round. Lots of guys there. It, you you mentioned that you liked that it was the offense, right? Is, I mean, did you did you kind of see yeah. that that coming? Well, this is what we talked about. We talked about um, Bears bar room the amount of signings to the the defense throughout the off season. You saw a ton of. He's being addressed to the defense. What transpired here is a showcase that these this team wanted offense and, and recognized that they were lacking in that department. They want young talent. They moved on from others, and they're getting it here. They got their fran- face to the franchise, the quarterback. 
They got a big time athletic, high ceiling tight end. I mean, you're looking at a guy, as you said, 16 touchdowns, 57 receptions for 867 yards. This guy is an enormous frame to help the red zone offense. That 48, 20 yard shuttle. I mean, that says the kick is quick. Are his his patterns? All that's going to have to be worked on. But you're looking at a potential pick, somebody they're trying to put in the offense, and it might not be like Andy's. Everybody's board was different. Some people loved it. Some people aren't a big fan of it. I think it was important to build around the offense, especially with the amount of investment they put in the secondary. They signed a safety. You, you're looking at the defensive line now in the third, four, I mean, excuse me, the fourth round to see what's available there. That's how I think they got to play it. I think you, you went two offensive players in the first two rounds. Now you'll be looking at defense more to come here because this wasn't the deepest draft and you saw the tackles go off the board early. Look at it like that, Lauren. Yeah, and it sounds, it, it sounds like we've got our next caller on the line. Uh, caller, what, what are your thoughts on Adam Shaheen from Ashland? What's going on, boys? Oof, he's a on. big, <laughs> he's a big man. That's what I think. <laughs> Analysis. Well, I have mixed feelings on the pick. I think uh, obviously he has a lot of potential. You you love the size, you love the athleticism at that size, but you have to question the impact that this player is going to make immediately and whether or not this was kind of a luxury pick where you don't really have the luxury of not plugging in some of these needs. So I, it's, it's wait and see for me. I, I'm not, I wasn't disgusted by it. I, I think it was our move to move back and pick up the pick. Obviously a lot of upside on the pick. There's a little bit of fear though, because my initial thought was, God damn, I hope that Ryan Pace is not pulling a Phil Emery here and, and, you know, trying to be the smartest man in the room and, and pulling these prospects who would probably have gone a little bit later and drafting, overdrafting them. So mixed feelings. We'll see how it shakes out. Um, there, there's a lot to like about the player physically, but the level of competition that he played again against obviously makes me question it. Cause I, and I'm sitting there thinking, I look at this kid and I see his build and it reminds me of Scott Chandler. And I think to myself, what happens if I take Scott Chandler and I send him to this small school, Ashland, I mean, he would have dominated just like Shaheen did. But Chandler's not as athletic. So this kid's upside is probably higher than Chandler, but there's a little bit of uh, skepticism on my part. Now, Phil, Jose mentioned the, the smartest man in the room thing and did, did, and being Phil Emery, does this have any flashbacks in, in the feeling of Ego Ferguson to you? I mean, obviously, Ferguson went to a big school, but the same sort of raw traits that you like to see, but you're not exactly sure how well it's going to translate, and maybe you feel like it was a little bit of a reach that wasn't as much of a need with, with other more talented, more perhaps solid, higher floor players on the board? I I think when you look at the tape of a guy moving and being able to catch the basketball history. You look at Antonio Gates coming out of college. What was was his projection in the draft? They're, they're seeing a pattern back backwards, and they're recognizing that this kid's fluidity and athleticism, the explosive traits that you want to see out of a, a tight end that could eventually become something very special. We don't know that. So I understand what Jose's thinking, but... Chandler could never be as fluid as you see as this guy is. And I was a big Chandler fan coming out of Iowa. This kid really showcases a high ceiling of athleticism. And when you would test or measure a guy at that position to play basketball at, and they're able to become that, I think, you know, you're swinging for the fences here. I think the frame at six foot six, 280 pounds, and the movement skills are one thing. The athleticism and agility combined with the soft hands really puts it over the tops. It's going to be exciting to see how this guy meshes on the football field because of the, the school bias, basically. But really, ultimately, you can't deny what he's doing with his movement skills and his ability to catch the football. So I don't see the ego Ferguson at all. I see fluidity 
and athleticism and speed and a finisher when it comes to catching the football. So if you could get that, I mean, Cam Meredith was a quarterback at Illinois State. These guys come from everywhere, near and far. And like I said, if they didn't just draft this guy based on their tape, they went there and studied this football player in person, got to know him. I respect out of a lot of these draft analysts that are on the national stage, one of them the most would be Daniel Jeremiah. His feelings on this football player are future pro bowler. That's his comments, not mine. So I'm excited to see this football player. I'm excited that they're doing what we thought they would be doing, building around their quarterback of the future and the offense and trying to get targets for what will probably be Mike Glennon starting out next year, Lauren. So I don't see the Eagle Ferguson. I understand Jose's concern about the smartest guy in the room, but when you look at this finishing ability and athleticism and the agility and you match it up with what the Bears need and you're taking Zach Miller out of the equation with a guy that's you know 40 pounds heavier, I mean – I think you swing for the fences and take that kind of football player. He did have second-round grades on this football player from a lot of guys that I respect. So I'm going to be excited to see what this is. I'm not disappointed at all. They put an offensive player on, into the system. I was hoping they'd go wide receiver if they went offense because I thought they needed this kid's a jump ball, enormous talent tight end to help you in the middle seams. It's going to help. Young guys like Braverman and, and Wright open up that middle interior as a slot player because they're so big and they're able to move past linebackers. That really helps you out so teams can't just try to zone scheme you. That tight end becomes a big-time threat. Yeah, it's another move that feels like this draft is about 2018. It's not. A, it, this is not a 2017 draft. This is not a win more football games this year kind of pick. I mean, I think I think he can help you win more games. That's not that's not what I mean, but I think a, a Jordan Lewis, a Chris Wormley, a, an Obi Milifanu helps you win more games in 2017 than Adam Shaheen with the 45th overall pick. So this is another indication from Ryan Pace that the eyes are, are more in the future. Jose, do you feel like Trubisky and, and Shaheen here is that bad news for John Fox, or is it, or is it good news for John Fox? Do you think these kind of picks indicate that he's going to be around another year, no matter what, in 2017, because the the effort's not on drafting for now, or do you think it's even something that says, "Hey, John, we're we're still going to stick with you because we're getting a rookie quarterback and now a, a more of a project tight end." You know, it, it's tough to tell. I agree with you that these selections are, are pointing towards the future, 2018, not 2017, but. It's tough to tell because we don't know what what those discussions have been like. I, what I will say is that I would believe that if John Fox had his pick, he wouldn't have chosen either one of these players. I mean, that that I can say with a lot of confidence. Now, it, as far as him being here next year, I don't know if this buys him more time or if this is the general manager saying, I'm going to do things my way, and even mm-hmm. if you don't win, and if you don't succeed next year, I'm going to find my head coach. You know, that could be the case as well. So I, I don't know how to answer that question, Lauren, because I'm not sure. But what it definitely points to is that I don't think John Fox had a lot of input on those two selections. I, that's just my personal opinion. I don't think John Fox would have selected Adam Shaheen in the second round. And I don't – it's like I said in the beginning of a phone call. I, I'm not disgusted by this pick. It worries me a little bit. But it's not, it's not completely absurd. I mean, this is a player that – possesses athleticism and size that's very rare so it's not like just grabbing some some random player and a complete reach i think he may have lasted a little bit longer it's not the worst pick i just feel really i feel pretty neutral about it with with a little skepticism because of what phil emery did while he was here because he drafted players that were drafted ahead of where they were projected and of course you know projections are what they are they they don't always work out i mean a lot of times we're wrong the media's wrong so mm-hmm. it, but we we have the luxury of seeing how those selections turned out and some of them were horrible i mean you think back to brandon harden in the second round you know, that, that one sticks out ego ferguson and just guys that did not contribute i, I think shaheen I, I think he has a low floor i mean being that size with that athleticism that's a guy that's going to stick around in the nfl he's going to learn how to block 
he's going to refine his technique. The things that he does possess are th- things that you can't teach. So I, those are all things to be excited about. But when I look at what was on the board and what I had graded ahead of him, it that makes me a little disappointed because you look at this wide receiver core and there aren't any receivers that completely jump out at you I, I, other than Cam, Cam Meredith, who just had the one good season. And, and you look at this this second and third round and there are going to be a number of of wide receivers here that can help the Chicago bears. And Phil's number one wide receiver is a guy that I'm a fan of. I don't have him ranked as high as Phil, but I think that player could have come in here and and likely has as high or a higher ceiling than Shaheen and and Chris Godwin from Penn state. Mm -hmm. I think that player is a player that needed to be considered here. Now, if Shaheen goes on and, and becomes Rob Gronkowski, which he absolutely has physical tools to do that. Rob Gronkowski is an excellent blocker. You know, if Shaheen refines his technique and gets that down, I mean, the sky's the limit for the kid. But, you know, as of today, I'm sure a lot of fans are disappointed. I'm in wait-and-see mode, like I said. Um, I hope that uh, Rice is right, and, you know, he isn't the next Phil Emery. But I, I do like the fact that he is believing what he sees. Because if I was the general manager of this football team, I could care less what – the fans think I could care less what the media thinks I'm going to follow my conviction and I'm going to take the player that I believe is going to help me keep my job and is going to help us win football games so you know props I, to Ryan Pace for going with his players I, I definitely know the feeling of, of being burned before with the with the with the draft picks from previous regimes but I like you, I think I'm in wait and see mode, and I know Ryan Pace has done this before and is is good at finding these these draft picks that maybe not everybody knows a lot about, but they turn out to be athletic prospects that that really surprise us down the line. But Jose, we're getting a lot of calls, so we're gonna let you go here and and keep the show moving. But thanks so much for joining us. Hopefully, we can get you back on tomorrow. All right, guys, have a great show. Jose Cotto, bringing the heat as always. Bringing the heat. Bringing the heat. He made a good point before we get to the next call because he's talking about Brian Pace taking his guys, not worrying about the head coach. That was one of the things we were concerned about, Lauren, is how much influence does John Fox have? Apparently he doesn't have much. That's important to us. That's important to what we're seeing here. That, And I also think that this football player is an offensive guy. It's going to help this team now. You, where's the criticism, the investment in Sims? Now they're investing in another tight end. I can't wait to hear that tonight and tomorrow. They're trying to move the football and build around Jordan Howard. What helps Jordan Howard? A great tight end. That's what helps Glennon and Howard. You're doing two things for one thing, a shot at greatness. I'm all for it. Swing for the fences. Well, we've got we've we've got our next caller on the line. Caller, are you are you happy that Ryan Pace swung for the fences here with the pick, or did you have did you have other things yeah, in mind? I'm, yeah, I'm here. You there? It's Mike Brez, Chicago. Oh, okay. There he is, Mike Brez, oh, calling yeah, from Chi Town. Here we go, Brez. Talk about well, the tight end pick first, yeah, and then we'll go. Here, right? Let's go with this over draft central. And you, you got to oh. call that. This guy's going to be there later. There's no doubt. I mean, if you want to say, oh, yes, what a guy. If you want to say baby Grumps. But, you know, let's check his spark. He's 15 in this draft. Uh, that's people in this. He's not even close. And Juco blows this dude out the water. But you're only taking him, what, 16 picks after a Juco? Oh, come on. So, I mean, we're going to hope him the best. We're going to try to load up some weapons. But this is an overdraft. And uh, so, you know, it really tells us after a few drafts that here's what Pace does. He almost does what we do, like he Phil. I mean, me, we definitely, we fall in love with the prospects, and that's how we build our, our board. We, we fall in love with somebody, build them on the board. That's it's dangerous as a GM, as a team, don't do that. You know, work with your scouts. He does it. You can tell. He fell in love with this guy. He took him. He fell in love with Floyd. He took him. He fell in love with White Hair. He was there. He took him. He fell in love with Mitchell Trubisky. He took him. He's false. He gets these prospects. He watches the film. He loves his guys. And you got to respect that. You know, that's how we would draft. But little business here. So I like the kid. Uh, in a sense, I think we overdrafted on him. And passing up on somebody like Obi hurts my feelings a little bit right there. You know, not how to address something we've already kind of addressed. So I'm with you. And I, I mean, I hear that, you know, we can put him in line. That's not a great blocker. 
278 pounds, 60, not even talking yet. So we'll see. You know, he's got the basketball thing. So I guess uh, you play basketball, you're tight end, you're going to take a Let me jump in here with just to go back and forth with you here. Are we seeing a pattern here? Because you're making a good point, but I want to finish a point with you. Walk hand for hand, foot for foot here. I know Mike's bigger than me, so I'll let him go first through the door. <laughs> um, is pace showing a pattern for athletic traits? You talked about Leonard Floyd. This football player is six foot six, two hundred eighty pounds, and really showcases high flying athletic traits. I mean, the Ashland Great Lakes competition isn't the best but when you isolate on what you're looking for as far as a tight end is concerned you referred to him as baby gronk perfect perfect kind of uh adjective for the guy if we could call it that because that's what it looks like lauren to be perfectly honest when you're watching and focusing in on this football player he is high pointing and turning his body adjusting to passes that aren't perfectly placed folks let's be honest and he's making plays you might be onto something there pace fell in love with the dynamic athlete at 280 pounds and close to six seven is this the pace that we're seeing the high point traits and the ability to recognize that kind of football player for the chicago bears future without a john fox yeah you know this is a, a very much like um I, the overreaction of or underreaction, reaction, it's very much to me like uh, Kyle Long being drafted right here. Okay? It's a guy that, you know, in long states, he just had limited experience at a, you know, popular college for most of the time at Chico. And then here's this guy out of Ashland. You know, he's just an Ohio boy going to a local Ohio school where he did a scholarship because nobody gave him the big stuff. And he went out there and he bullied, you know, People that, I mean, 6'6", six, six, 280, and he's playing D2. So, I mean, you're just going to bully people, which is good. So, I mean, he, he looks great. The film looks great. But let's remember the competition he's playing at. So, let's just hope that that translates further. So, 45, let me put it in a little perspective. 45, we drafted Alshon Jeffrey. 45, we drafted this kid. You know what I'm saying? That's a big-time program, a big-time wide receiver, all pro came out, and you could, you could almost tell that he was going to go that way. You can't put this, it's just an overdraft, and that's my only problem with it. We picked up this kid in the fourth, he's excited about it. Second, we cost up a lot of talent to grab him, but I do agree, Case is falling in love with guys that are total upside, and, and you know what? It's boomer bust. So, here we go, we're going to see what that is. But I wasn't big on him, so I'm glad we had somebody. Now you look back, Mike, let's go back to yesterday, because I know you were passionate as well as me. I was a Watson guy. Kaiser, he just went in the second round to the Cleveland Browns. They didn't have to trade up. They got a quarterback there. I know you're high on Kaiser. The Bears traded up, got uh, Mitchell Trubisky. They recouped those picks, but I think you said a tweet that was perfect. They went out, got their guy. It might have been Phil's guy. It might not have been my guy or Shane Marsaw's guy, but they, Ryan Pace got his guy, and we all were in unison. And how do you feel about that pick today between yesterday to today? You know, that's uh, you, you take your guy, and we've all been saying that. Now we all know a different guy, but that's Pace's guy, and he runs the shots. We've got to have a little faith in him. You know, the guy is sitting in Harris Hall at the big office for a reason, and he's got a lot of access to a lot of things we don't. So let's say, uh, you know, he knows what he's doing. He went up and got his guy like that. You know, a lot of people say, well, Sam Fran was just going to take Thomas. Sam Fran wasn't a problem. It was a lot of other teams going to uh, jump right in there and take his butt. So it also tells you that a lot of other teams had him number one, too, which should make us feel a little bit better. You know, we had our draft crushes, but – um, I, you know, that's it. Now, they picked him because a lot of consensus is that he's going to be the fastest guy to be able to start, you know, and really come at it. Well, you know, we bought some time with Glennon. So I thought, man, you know, the, probably the high ceiling guy like Mahomes or Kaiser might be the smarter bet there a little bit later in the draft, and you kind of pick up, not go up. But in there, I'm nothing glad this guy 
You know, and I look at it this way for a lot of people that are mad about those picks. Let's put it this way. So Pace uses his number three pick, and pretty much let's put it in context, trade Dion Bush and, uh, you know, some other some other joker in the third round. Like, you know, I mean, it's, it's not a big thing. I mean, you're, you're trading two guys that are not even starters in a sense, you know, in fourth-round draft pick, a third-round draft pick, these ain't starters. It's like nobody. Most people don't even know their names besides their Twitter heads, right? So, I mean, those picks that he gave up and nothing, he recouped them, but let's see if we can pull something back up. But I like, uh, you know, I'm going to be on the troop train here. I mean, let's just go with it. The guy can go. He can sit one year, and, uh, you know, we might have a little franchise back. You know, we know we need to get the quarterback. One of them got it. got to love it. Well, we got to love having you on the call, Mike, but we're, we're still getting a lot of phone ringing, so we're going to let you go and, and keep the show moving along, if you don't mind. Yep, I appreciate it, man. Mike, Mikey Brez, bring in the knowledge, bring in the funk, really, Lauren, <laughs> brings the passion of the fans, because he, he, he's bringing a, a different view, almost in line with Jose, kind of recognizing there's kind of a reach in their perspective, and I understand it. And Second round, though, guy, and this is a point I should have made. I think this is like you reach for freaks. <laughs> the freaks come out at the second round. How about that? <laughs> because you're looking at athletic talent, Lauren. Obi Melifonwu, the kid from Villanova, just went. Uh, Tano, I won't even try to say his name. <laughs> <laughs> a number seven on the Chinese menu. Que pasa? <laughs> the fact. These guys that are showing these enormous athletic traits are coming off the board now. That kind of flows with the, the fashion of football. You're taking a chance on greatness. Baby Gronk, I, <laughs> I love it. You know, we have Ben Broniker. Me and you did a lot of work on that football player Bronk. when he was signed. Yeah, Broniker, Bronk, you know, you that was the nickname for him. But when you really look at she- Shaheen or Sheheen. She- Shaheen. However, it is Shaheen. It's either Shaheen or at- Shaheen, but I'm pretty sure it's Shaheen. You know I would love Shaheen. <laughs> I don't know why. I just want to say it like that. Get Aldo on the phone for a proper enunciation. And <laughs> for this. Sh- Shanahan? <laughs> is it Shanahan? <laughs> really? <laughs> Adam Shanahan. <laughs> This Cinderella story right here sometimes transpires, okay? I, I agree with Lauren, I mean, uh, Jose, and, and we haven't gotten your take yet, so let's get that in a second. I agree with Brez. I agree with uh, my boy Sandy from across the pond in Scotland calling in. I mean, you got to love Bears fans that call in, bring this energy to the thing. This is about a new change. We talked about the year of the quarterback. Shane Marsoff po- posted a flag post in Jose's Uber van. This is the year of the quarterback. They got it going. They put their quarterback. We found that out. We all didn't agree, but we all agreed that that's what needed to happen. Now they're coming back and building around a quarterback by taking a dynamic shot at an athlete that could get down the seams. The one thing you want to see a tight end catch on uh, tight end do on any level is catch the football. Soft hands. Now you add speed and six foot six frame at 280 pounds. Now you're working with a guy with great hand eye coordination. Watch his college basketball tape. Kid's an athlete. You want to see that. Remember this? Who was this tight end we had? And the super producer probably texted in in a second. Like, he was out of Houston. He was a former basketball player. You're talking about uh, the kid that couldn't catch? Couldn't catch, Lauren. Oh, my gosh. Oh, he, me, and, me and my friend got, Kyle Popovich used to talk about this kid all the time. Um, I thought this kid was going to be a star. Oh, it's it's, it's something with an O. Yeah. I keep thinking oh, Ode Abushi, but it's not that. It's Oh, drops a lot. We'll call yeah. him that because... That's all he did, but really, he got open. They even kept him on the the practice squad, hoping they can teach the kid to catch. What is this? But you can't teach old dog new tricks. This kid has the foundation of what, what it is you're looking for with a giant high ceiling to really help the Chicago Bears. I, I like the pick based on, on the personnel. 
you're getting younger. And, and I know Brez brought up uh, Jeffrey. This could be the tight end version of that, Lore. It's really bothered me that I can't think of this guy's name right now. Oh, that tight end. Um, but, yeah, no, I totally agree that he can be that, that jump ball guy, that, that, that field stretcher, even though it's not going to be on the outside per se. It's going to be over the middle. But even even a guy like Zach Miller hasn't quite been that exactly. I mean, he's a, he's a great receiving threat as a tight end, but this the size that he brings is really going to be the difference maker for him. And if he can produce and continue to sort of refine his game and become that that type of weapon, it's easy to see why Ryan Pace wanted to invest this pick in him and, and make that move now because this could this could really pan. I mean, you see the Gronk, like you said. You're swinging here hoping that he becomes maybe not quite the game changer that Rob Gronkowski is, but at least some kind of some kind of difference maker at the position that can that can be more than what you had and can be the eventual replacement for, for Zach Miller just because you don't really know how much more you're going to get out of this guy. We thought he had turned that corner with the injuries and all that, but it doesn't really seem like it with him finishing the year on injured reserve again. It's hard to feel like you can really count on this guy from year to year, so that's why we see the the investment again in Deion Sims for that big deal. And now a second-round pick at the position, I mean, the writing is definitely on the wall there, and a guy like Mike Glennon has to be excited that the emphasis is being put on him. There's finally some direction here. Like last year, when Ryan Pace said we're building around Jay Cutler, I don't know if the moves made last year were really building around Jay Cutler. I mean, you know, Floyd helped the defense a lot, and that that's that's part of building around Jay. And Whitehair, you know, in, in, helped the blocking up front. And that's part of building around Jay. I mean, in in a sense, they did, but they pretty quickly abandoned that as soon as his first injury came up and. You know, it's hard to it's it's hard to be super confident in. It, it took me a little bit to to be like, okay, Ryan Pace, can we really trust you when you're when you're giving this team a direction again? Because that direction seems to keep changing. But now we're starting to feel like, okay, 2018, we have we have the long term sights set. We're looking ahead to what this team is going to be, and, and hopefully, it, it's a positive direction. You know, these these are boomer bust picks. These are Ryan Pace job defining, staking my career on a first and second round pick that. Maybe not a lot of people were expecting by any means, and, and maybe not a lot of people were excited about, but they could very well sway Bears fans, and he can prove again why he's the general manager that seems to excel in the draft. Do you really think that they're just getting this guy with like a shot, just a shot in the dark? They just see dynamic tape, or they really, especially at this point in the draft, had to have had this guy rated so highly on their board that and and you know Dal Loggins likes the tight end position. How many of them do they have on the roster right now? So getting this guy and I just got the name Fendi Onabun. I, f- uh, I knew it was an O. Onabun. I spent the last five minutes searching for that name. I really he did. Couldn't couldn't get ketchup on a bun the way he handled the football. Man, Fendi or no so on a bun or no bun. So <laughs> the fact is, this guy must have been what Brez said. They must have loved him. Jose brings up the point: reaching high, seeing the ceiling, taking his guys. This must have been their guy, and they felt so high on this football player bringing. A dynamic to the offense. I talk about this, Lauren, constantly on this show. It's important the year of the quarterback to build the offense up. You have a defense that's solid. You signed Cooper. You signed Amukamura. You're getting back Kyle Fuller. You're getting a safety in Demps that is a leader. You're getting Amos back. You're getting what Dion Bush is going to bring to the table. You don't know this after year two. So these def- the defensive backs, Cravon LeBlanc and um, our boy Callahan in there, maybe they're really high on those guys because there was a lot of corners in this draft. There still are out there. And the draft isn't over yet, fellas. So this is a shot to be dynamic make in my mind you don't take adam shaheen where they took him if you don't have a huge belief that this football player and 
Was it you that said? Yeah, you said it. This is Ryan Pace's draft. Yep. John Fox is being put on notice, I believe, as we speak. We're, we're moving forward to build a dynamic offense for this football team, and we're going to do everything possible to get us to win football games. That's how I see it, Lauren. What better way to build around your best football player on offense, and that's got to be Jordan Howard, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we're, we're going to do – there's no guarantee – that we're going to find tape on on Adam Shaheen. But if we can find some games of Adam Shaheen, we're going to do a film room on him. I think we should be able to exhaust our vast football resources one way or another and, and find find some tape of Adam Shaheen to well, do a, a film room video on him. We're going to do... We're going to do a thing on Trubisky, obviously, with the first pick. I know we did a little bit on him, but we're definitely planning to do videos on all of the Bears draft pick. And Shaheen might be a little bit more of a challenge, but we'll break him down. We'll go through his highs and his lows and, and provide, hopefully, a, a good long-term scouting report for for the newest member of the Chicago Bears. But, Phil, we've, we've gone on almost an hour here talking about a, a Division two tight end, so maybe we should we should wrap it up and, and keep things moving. But if the Bears trade up into the third round from the fourth round, We'll tweet it out. We'll go live on the air, and we'll break down the pick. But if not, join us tomorrow morning. We're going to preview day three and recap day two with a little help from Brian Perez from Bears Wire and Draft Breakdown. He'll be joining us to give us his thoughts on Trubisky and Shaheen and the Bears trades and, and what he wants and, and what he's looking for and as far as sleepers on day three of the draft. Two fourth-round picks and then a, 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 a fifth and a sixth. Do they still have, Phil? Is that right? Or did they did they lose yeah, the, the fifth? fifth. Yeah, because they— because they moved they up from the fifth, seventh to get the sixth. I don't, sixth. Have, I don't have a quite four picks. To, so they got two fourths, they got a fifth, and a sixth. Or did yeah. they get another six on top of it? Too? No, no, no. They traded their seventh for the sixth. So I think that's that's what oh, we're looking so at tomorrow. But I don't think I don't expect Ryan Pace to sit at all four of those picks. He's a mover. He's a he's a mover and a shaker in the draft, and we'll be. We'll be going on, you know, another fifteen minutes after the picks, and we'll we'll figure it out. We'll keep up with him as we can, and try and try and get you some live reaction to each of the picks, and get you some analysis, some Chicago Bears analysis live that I don't think you can quite find anywhere else on the internet. So I want to thank everyone for listening in. I want to thank all our callers, Mike Brez, Jose Cotto, Sandy Tom. I mean, all these guys, great, great stuff from them. And hopefully, we can get some more callers on tomorrow when we have Brian, and then again when we go on with uh, with the draft picks as they come along. So. With that, I would like to thank everyone for listening to this edition of Bears Hour Live.